Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, welcome everyone to The Distraction. I'm Jeremy Lambert, joined by the birthday person. Boy, man, birthday, birthday boy, Joseph Holbert. Joe, how are you? I'm good. I'm pretty good. Um, it's a big week, Jeremy. I'm pretty sure our audience, all the gifts they've sent will be coming in the next day or so. Right? <laughs> Saturday's the birthday. I'm sure they want to get them a day early. So I'm ready. I'm ready to open a lot of stuff. Um, and today we're talking wrestling. Yeah. That has become clear, right? So Yeah. Wrestling. That's where I pass the ball back to you and I say, Hey man, your offense. Do what you want here. Wrestling. Can't wait. Um <laughs> It's the distraction here on Fightful. It's Thursday. We are talking wrestling. Uh a couple things to to touch on. First off, we, we've gotta send condolences, best wishes to the, the friends, family of uh Casey Michael from squared circle sirens who passed away on wednesday just tragic i i didn't know casey personally i i interacted with him on on twitter and just always had great interactions with him i know he was struggling a lot with with health he'd been in the hospital for at least a month maybe even longer i one of his tweets a couple weeks ago was he had like his entire intestines removed and he he wasn't going to be he didn't think he would be able to eat for the rest of his life i, I just know he was he was struggling and like, there was nobody who advocated supported championed women's wrestling more than than casey like just the the top of the the food chain when it comes to being advocate for for women's wrestling and just basically saying like men's wrestling sucks women's yeah. wrestling is, is what it should be and i know we caught a lot of heat over that he didn't care like he was just like no, no. The, the women are the absolute best and they should be on television more and look uh, it sucks we we've lost larry zonka this year we've lost casey it's terrible. It's been a bad year, and losing Casey yesterday was tragic. Yeah, I mean, I've been thinking about it a lot. I think we all have, right? Like, in this weird little bubble we're in. Like, I didn't know Casey very well. Um, but we all knew of his work, and it's like I'm left torn by the fact that there's a lot of pride, right, to be taken in the response that news got yesterday. Wouldn't you agree? Like, that was... Yeah. 
I mean, that spoke a lot to his impact, his influence, what he meant to people. But then at the same time, you're just like, man, 26, you know, like it's it's hard to take any it's just, it's just um wrestling media there's a lot of like there's a lot of phonies right and people that are trying to do stuff for the sake of career and like he could never care less about that right he wanted to report the facts as he knew them and champion the stuff he loved and like just his passion we should all strive to care as much as he cared that's that's really the takeaway of him um yeah man, it's just it's so sad but like it it doesn't make it better by any means. It's just an awful situation all around. But, like, just seeing the outpouring, the amount of people as high up as they went yesterday on Twitter last night, right? It's like, man, there's a lot to be proud of that. And, like, I think eventually that will kind of... But it's very important, i got to stress, like, if you followed his work or if you didn't, like, keep him in mind. Remember him. Remember his message. He deserves that much. He worked very hard for that. He got contacts at, like, an extraordinary level. Because he loved it and his passion was that way. So just remember him, remember his message, and like keep him in mind. He deserves that. I think R.I.P. Casey was trending up to number eleven yeah. on Twitter yesterday. It might have gotten higher, but you're right. the The amount of people who who said something, Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, like mm-hmm. legitimately the the top women in wrestling, had something to to say and remembered him. Like that was that was his influence. Like he like there was nobody better when it came to reporting on women's wrestling, champion women's wrestling, like he was the absolute best at that. And like women's wrestling is, it's going to suffer because he is no longer doing that for, for the industry. Um, like it, you know, we talk about the, the women's evolution. Casey played a big role in that. I, I truly believe that Casey yeah. played a big role in, in helping the women's evolution and getting them to the spot that they're at now. 100%. And on a, on a personal note, um, I wish I knew Casey more on just the most sort of like general way possible. If there's anyone out there that you think about messaging and wishing well, do it while you can. Like that's become awful clear to me over the last night. And like, just, just keep it in mind. I know we say this every time, right? When saying terrible, we say, be nicer. I know that. But, like, anyone in your life you haven't reached out to for a while, do it. It's worthwhile. Nothing's gained from waiting. That's all. I I agree. Um, I talked to Casey over health stuff mainly, which because I know he was going through a lot. My ex went through a lot of uh, health issues as well, and so I just checked in with him and be like, hey, you know, what's your experience like? This is what my ex would go through. And we just kind of talked about that kind of stuff uh, along with women's wrestling and stuff. But, like, I know he was struggling. I don't know the the full extent. Um, it, it just it just sucks. Uh, I I think he's at peace, and I think that's maybe the the only good thing mm-hmm. about that is that he is no longer struggling with this stuff. But it's still twenty six, dude. Twenty six. Like yeah. he, he had his whole life ahead of him, and he'd already accomplished so much at twenty six. Can't it? It's tragic. It's terrible, and we we've yeah. suffered. The entire world has suffered way too many losses this year. Our our little wrestling community, legitimately, we've lost the top two people in their respective lines of what they did this year. And it's it's terrible. It's been a shitty year, everybody. It's been a shitty year. It has. Yeah, but I think you, you know, you nailed it with, like, anyone that was truly friends with him, like, just love your way. But fans too, right? Like, so many people followed his work and stuff. It's just, it's just awful. But remember him, remember his message. 
he would like that, I think. He was pretty hard set on that, right? He would he would go through any Twitter debate it took to get across <laughs> his point. And that's a, that's a beautiful thing. So remember that, keep it in mind. And stuff you enjoy, like, have that passion. It's, yeah. it's great. He did not take shit, and that's one of the things I definitely yes, love. Yes, he was Casey. real. Very authentic yeah. person. Very. Yeah, he, anytime someone tried to be like, oh, what about the men? He's like, no, fuck the men. <laughs> they suck. We need we need yeah. the women on television, and uh, he he stood by his message. And yeah, you're right. If you're passionate about something and, and you love it, like support it to the fullest. Do what you can to to get it out there. You never know what kind of impact you can make uh, if you just if you support the ideas that you have. And and that's what that's what Casey did. So uh, yeah. rest in peace to Casey. Again, condolences to his his friends, his family, the entire wrestling community. It just sucks. Uh what joseph where do we where do we go after that i don't know man i i really and truly was like i mean i'm with you i know of his, his problems but i just it caught me so off guard I, mean, I don't know kind of what we expected when we started this segment but like it's just it's hard to go from that to being like what did you think of this pay-per-view right yeah. it really is but that's what we're gonna do so there's no transition for us here Are right like do... that's just what it is Let's let's talk about this basketball game last night, all right? This wrestling show. Let's okay. just let's just not talk about wrestling because <laughs> that okay, was the I'm original gonna plan. Yes, I'm gonna let you vent, and I'm gonna like just sit back and. Well, allow first you. off, I gotta take a drink, and because it's your birthday, I don't have a Pepsi Max. I wrote Max. That's true. Do have That's Pepsi. I, I when I went it. to when I went to uh, the store to to get a Pepsi Max, the lady was like, "Yeah, we haven't sold that in years." I was like, "Oh." Yes. All right, so I got a regular Pepsi, and then I just sharpied on Max on there, just for you, Joseph, just for your birthday. I'm I, I think it's incredible when it says a lot about this podcast that our way of lifting the tone up is Pepsi Max followed by like <laughs> devastating basketball talk. But here we are. You got the ball in yet? Your offense, but I'm in the corner. Okay. I'm gonna turn it over. I'm gonna do what the Thunder do. Just turn it over. Try to draw flop. Try to draw a foul. Miss a shot. <sighs> It's, uh, look, I'm wearing my Thunder shirt. I'm still supportive. I'm still my team. Yeah. Last night sucked. All right? I, I said it on the podcast on Tuesday. I could take a loss. I, I was. This isn't a championship team. The Lakers would have swept us, beat us in, in five max. Like I understood the ceiling on this team, the limitation. I just wanted to beat the Rockets. That's all I wanted. I wanted to beat the Rockets. And we had a chance. It was a close game, final five minutes. This is where the team thrived all season. And for some reason, I, I mean, the reason is, like, this is just what happens with Oklahoma City. It doesn't matter who is there, the personnel. It does not seem to matter. It doesn't matter how good the season was going, how good things were going in the game, before the game, the week before the game, the games prior. It doesn't matter. Just they throw up on themselves in this situation. So the thing that bugs me, besides everything, 16 straight road losses in the playoffs, Joseph. How That's is that possible? Like, yes. how is that? And the, in this situation, it's not even road games. Like, you're playing in the same court, the same venue every night. But the technical road games, games 1, 2, 5, That's and insane. 7, they lost them all. Like, I do not understand how this is possible. I just don't. And 16, they have not won a road playoff game since game one of the Warriors series in 2016. And literally nothing has gone right since then. I mean, they got up 3-1. I guess that went right. But then, you know, what happened after that? Mm -hmm. 
just it sucks to be it's great to be a fan of this team they they make the playoffs every year they're competitive a lot of years it sucks to be a fan of this team yeah um yeah, I don't know how to tackle this one here. So I don't want to. <laughs> I would rather. I would rather be like. I. I don't know if you. As a Sixers fan, you understood the the especially when Simmons got injured. You knew what was going to happen. You you knew it. Like oh yes. The the sweep like you were prepared. You're like okay, let's get swept. I w- You texted me during Game Three, which was close, and you're like Chris Paul doing great. And I text you. I was like. I would rather get swept. Like, just, just end it. Just let me, let me know. Like, all right, you know, this team wasn't supposed to be here. They made it. They, they lost to the team that went all in this year. Fine. I would rather get swept than get the false hope of game seven, final minute, close game. Like, we could possibly do this and then still just lose. I, I got four hours of sleep last night. I know they're showing four hours of sleep. I was doing mm-hmm. articles at 2 a.m. last night. Sean, Sean's wow. like, Kevin Nash said he tested for po- positive for COVID at 1.30. And I'm like, I'm up. May- I'm not- I know I'm not going to bed anytime soon. May as well just do it. Like, I'm doing articles at, at 2 a.m. I just, and all because, like, I was just stewing over this game. I don't feel like I ask for a lot. A, a, a first-round victory. That's all I want. That's not a lot, yes. I don't think. And And couldn't get it. And just... Are you interested in tackling where it went wrong, or do you not care? It went wrong because Billy Donovan decides to play Stephen Adams for 40 minutes a game, even though it's clear to the entire world that Stephen Adams cannot play in this series. Darius Baisley plays great in the first half great he played great all series he can he can defend multiple positions he gets rebounds he spaces the floor he attacks off the dribble he sets a good enough pick he was great even Nerlens Noel he's limited but at least he has some spring in his step yes Steven Adams could not jump over a piece of paper in this series he like that's how limited he was just useless absolutely so, useless and donovan is still like i've got to play adams and gallinari even though they can't they can't defend in space and it limits your spacing because adams isn't drifting outside of the paint just i i don't get it i don't donovan seems like a nice fellow sure great college coach and everything he cannot return next season his playoff track record speaks for itself he cannot return so I don't know if he has a, a um, history of running a certain place, so I'm not going to expose myself here, but please explain. Was that final play that he had four, three chances to come up with, Did he? was there something they were going for? Because how did the ball end up with Steve Haddam's hands on the three-point line? Back to, I didn't understand what happened there. Was they setting something up that went wrong? I didn't get it. The first option was Gallinari, and they tipped mm. their hand that the first option was Gallinari because Gallinari had sucked all game. He was missing everything. He wasn't good. I, I like Gallinari. He he was good in game six. Otherwise, not a great playoffs. Uh, they tipped good. their hand because they got the nonsense foul call before the inbound that put them on the free throw line. Chris Paul should have shot that free throw. Everybody knows 100%. Chris Paul yeah. should have shot that free throw. But Gallinari shot that free And look, Gallinari is a great free throw shooter. He's like 90% on the season and like 80-something percent for his career. Great free throw shooter. They tipped their hand because he'd sucked all game. 
and they put him on the line so he could see the ball go through the basket. Go through, yeah. And then he missed it, and so it just... Yes. He was the first option. I, I think Chris Paul was the second option. Russ blew up uh, the gallon. Like, Russ said it after the game. Like, I knew what they were going to run. They, you know, we ran that all the time. Like, I knew what was okay. coming. And, and so, like, Russ blew it up. And then Shea, the only thing he felt like he could do was get it in to Adams. And, I mean, we saw Adams shouldn't have been in the game. That's the thing. Like, right. he set the weakest screen. Like, I get he's in there to set screens. If you're going to be in there to set screens, set a screen. He didn't. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he set just a terrible screen that didn't free Gallinari at all. And then, yeah, he's out by the three-point line. At that point, like, go to the rim, lob it up, and, and hope for the best. Because if, if there's no other option, there's no other I Just... Yeah. <laughs> as soon as the play got blown up, Adam should have got straight to the rim. Yeah. Because right? they haven't got the length to really deal with him. Really. I mean, they shouldn't. A lot of times... But he can't jump. Adams is like... like, he can't jump. Yeah. Like, and he's so... He got bullied by P.J. Tucker in this series. He got bullied by Robert Covington in this mm-hmm. series. Like, them trying to throw... They they lost the game in the final five minutes because they kept him out there. Because they get the switch and they try to throw him the ball and just... He he got pushed around all series. I love Steven Adams. Great personality. Great in the regular season. He's another guy. His playoff track record just speaks for itself. He's probably not, time. Right? He cannot time play. Yeah. He cannot play in these series. He got, he got bullied. Dude, he got outplayed by Enos Cantor last playoffs. That's tough. Like, Enos Cantor. <laughs> he mm. got outplayed by Enos Cantor last playoffs. He's, I don't know what it is in the playoffs, this dude just absolutely disappears. It feels like it's time for him to move on. I would assume. I mean, he's getting paid yes. a quite a lot of money though, right? 25? Yeah, he's on then? he's on the last year of his contract. Um Okay, yeah. So, so it's probably time. They have a they have a rel- like the the thing now is okay, what are you doing with the the team because it was supposed to be a rebuilding year. They defied yes. expectations. And now I think we talked a little bit about Tuesdays like do you use these draft picks to maybe like go out and get maybe a missing piece or something? Or do you just like run it back, play for the four or five seed again, let the let the young guys develop, see what happens, go from there? Like, what do you do? The options are on the table, and I think that's a good thing of like, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to have a set plan here. If there's a great offer for Chris Paul, you take it. Like, you know, Chris Paul's 35 years old, two years because he's, he's picking up that player option. <laughs> he, he, he ain't letting that 41 million go uh, when he's 37 or 30, uh, 38. That ain't happening. Uh, so two years left on his deal. Like, you know, you're not winning the title with Chris Paul in the next two years unless you do go out and you acquire, you get Giannis or Embiid or somebody. You hope that a, a star is just becomes available and you use your draft picks to get him. Uh, but... Or you can just run it back next year, and I'd I'd honestly be fine with that. Chris Paul was great. He clearly loves he loves this team. I do think he's a very good mentor for Shea and Dort and Baisley. Like you want a guy like that around these yes. young guys, and I think that's helpful. You've got to move you've got to move on from Adams if you do nothing else. Like he's just he's not a guy that that's going to be effective in a playoff series in 2020, 2021 basketball. Like, if you can move on from him, I don't even care what you get. Like, you know, play Baisley at the five, keep Noel. I think Noel is actually better for how OKC should play 
than Steven yeah. Adams. And yeah, it's just it's just frustrating last night. <laughs> so frustrating. Yeah. But I'm I'm trying to be positive here because it was your pitch, so I'm now taking it and, and kind of expanding on it. That Giannis deal is like <laughs> they, there's quiet emergency stations for the Bucks, right? And when I mean when I say quiet, I mean very loud. They need to do something ASAP and we'll turn around this series. They cannot afford. What's the deal with Bub playing guys thirty minutes, thirty two minutes? Dude, we this is here? like this is a Billy Donovan thing. I, I mean, maybe this is why they should have been co-coaches of the year because they're yes. very similar. Like I, I think Budenholzer great, obviously great regular season coach, uh, yes. but in the playoffs, the playoffs is about just adjustments and playing your best players. This I, I talk with this uh, to my friend about all the time. I, I a coach's life is very difficult. I'm sure. X's and O's, dealing with personalities, uh, you know, game planning, all this stuff. It cannot be easy. I feel like the easiest thing to do as a coach is just put the best guys on the floor to, to win. Like, I, yes. you know, who are your five best guys who, who are playing the best, who give you the best shot at win? Put them on the floor, and then you can figure it out from there. And that's what Donovan does poorly. As, as demonstrated by this series and by every series that is in the past. And that's what Budenholzer does poorly in that, like, why are Giannis and Middleton sitting at the same time? Yeah. Like, one of them should be on the floor at all times. This is what Scott Brooks did in OKC. Oh, we, we got to play Westbrook and Durant. No, you keep, like, Mike D'Antoni, for all his flaws, I give him credit in that he's like, I have Russell Westbrook. I have James Harden. For, he said this when they acquired Chris Paul, actually. He's like, for 48 minutes, we're getting elite guard play. Yes. Because they're either going to be on the floor together, or when one is off, one is still going to be on. And look, Donovan did a great job of this in the regular season and in, in the playoffs of like, all right, we're always going to have two of Shea, Schroeder, and Paul on the floor at all times. Like, great. The problem is you have other guys to worry about as well in that if a guy like Adams has been so ineffective get him off the floor yes i just checked chris middleton played 33 minutes and was plus 18 <laughs> it's the playoffs like, you've go. got to play these guys 40 minutes like yeah, i i don't know bizarre. i don't get it so there you go that's what i'm telling you anyway <laughs> you're, you're trading for Giannis Antetokounmpo in like two weeks chill you're good bro you're good you're only I gonna did. give up steve adams and a second he's done and a second, a, a second. <laughs> to be generous okay and a second you're gonna pitch it you'll be like move brook to the four put adams in at the five championship my uh my friend and i did will paul george we or speak paul george into existence uh a couple years ago we we when we were floating out trade ideas we floated out the Giannis idea because the bucks look if, if the bucks lose in the second round I don't know what they're going to do with that team, but Giannis has a year left on his contract, and if he has no assurances that he's going to re-sign there, OKC can offer just a gold mine of draft picks. And look, one season of Giannis, I will take my chances with Giannis, Shea, uh, Chris Paul, Lou Dort, the GOAT Lou Dort, uh, and and Gallinari. Re-sign Gallinari. And run with look that starting lineup. Dennis Schroeder off the bench. Uh, I'm taking my chances with that team. Whatever happens from this point forward, the quote of the playoffs will be Mark Jackson seriously and sincerely being able to say, 
Lou Dalt is outplaying James Harden <laughs> while he showed their stats next I was like, this is surreal, man. This is insane. That, what that's what's also so frustrating is like you got 30 from Lou Dort. Yes. And like right. he checked Harden all game, like all series. Like Dort was fantastic this series. Mm-hmm. I this is why it's I understand it was never about this season. Uh shut up, Siri. Uh, it was never about this season. I get that. And, and the future's good with Shea, Baisley, and Dort. Like, all three of those guys played very good uh, this series. And mm-hmm. they're 20, 21, and 22. The future's bright with those guys. All these draft picks. It all looks very good. I just, I just want to beat this Rockets team. And I wanted that victory laugh, the, the victory lap. Like, I, I just wanted that. I feel like I, I don't get that often in sports. Like, I always, during these, I go to bed angry. Like, dude, we haven't been out of the first round in, in four years now. In two of those years, we thought we were, like, a championship contender. This year, you know, it's just a game seven, a four, five, the, the Russ MVP season, whatever. Like, prior to mm-hmm. that, just so much heartbreak in the playoffs. I have people messaging me like, oh, imagine being a Knicks fan. Imagine being a Bulls fan. I would love that, actually. Because you know your season is over by game 40. It's like, ah, whatever. Got invested for 40 games. Don't care anymore. Like, now I can just watch fun, make fun of the team. They suck. Ha ha. I would much rather deal with that than having this false hope and just having my heart ripped out. I can't believe you got those messages. That's, that is amazing. I hate that. What is the need for that, right? Like, just leave it. Just leave people. Let people suffer when they're at these points. It's very sad. Please leave it. Yeah, I I hate that. Pulowski, he's a Bucks fan, and he was like, "I'm a very sensitive Bucks fan. If you message me like, ah, Giannis is leaving, any type of slander and stuff, I will block you." And I'm like, "That's the right approach." I nobody he was like, "Love this podcast." <laughs> <laughs> We've done it twice in a week. <laughs> Uh, no, nobody has messaged. Nobody's messaged like mean things, like slandering the team or anything. Yeah, but okay. like, all right, cool. You're going. You're miserable as well. Like, just let me be miserable too. And I- I'm sorry the Knicks suck, but again, your season's over after 40 games. Y- you know, yes. I'd yes. I'd rather deal with that. I w- just like I, I messaged you. I would have rather just dealt with a sweep. At least you know it's done it's whatever like my hockey team is going through the we were down three to one it's like cool just just put us out in five we're gonna play game seven tomorrow it's gonna be on during smackdown i'm gonna be doing i'm gonna be doing the smackdown post show like looking over here at my television the entire time sean's gonna be like ah what'd you think of this segment i don't give a fuck about jeff hardy i'm trying to watch my hockey team rip my heart out two nights after my basketball team does it stupid what are we talking about joe we're not talking about Jeff Hardy. I, I promise he's not. We are talking about Jeremy. I'm going to guess about on Trace. This has been an experience. A podcast unlike any other. We are talking about Payback, Start of a New Line, I think was the official name of the pay-per-view, which went off the air, Jeremy, with a new WWE Universal Champion. That's correct. The big dog, Paul Heyman client, Roman Reigns. Jeremy, what did you think of this? It's fine. Okay, so I, I mean, I, um, I, I love that Braun and Bray had to construct two separate singles matches against each other in a week. Bray must have been like, how much is my pay going? Like two matches, one week. What is this? Um, 
Roman Reigns. You like the Roman Reigns. Come on, Drew. You like the Roman Reigns. Tell us about how much you like the Roman Reigns. I like Roman Reigns. I'm glad he's back. The Paul Heyman pairing is interesting. You know, he's a heel now. And he's shooting, brother. We predicted. We called that this Roman Reigns, uh, Bray Wyatt, yes. or Bray Wyatt, Paul Heyman, uh, this Reigns and Heyman alliance last week. We said, oh, they're both shooting. This is very Paul Heyman-like, you know. You got to read mm-hmm. between the lines here on this show. You got to pay attention to the layers on this show to t- to see what we are real or to hear what we are really telling you. If you do that, you know what's going to happen. But you've got you've got to pay attention. Got to pay attention, everybody. So I think we suggested, and if this is the no, case, we didn't suggest then, it. We knew it. Yeah, we knew that, Bob. I think we suggested perhaps it was retribution. That's not true anymore. So we're, we're going to get rid of that part of scoop, right? I mean, it, it seems still like retribution could more. be. There's no. It could be. Like, yeah. They they say retribution is raw exclusive now, but they they don't know what they're they're doing That's with amazing. this group. I love that they're raw exclusive. It's just like yeah, we're here to cause chaos one night a week. Yes, that Fox <laughs> security is tough. It's tough to get in. Yes, I um. Do we think Heyman and Roman is like a? You know, that's it. He's the new Brock for Heyman until things change. Or are we getting a new, like, faction deal here? What do we think? Because you know I have a pitch, Jeremy. I mentioned this to you over there. I'll get into it soon. But what do you think initially about that part of the deal? I think it's just going to be uh, I think it's going to be similar to Punk in that Roman's not a guy who, like, needs Paul Heyman, just like Punk didn't need Paul Heyman. And I think at this point, Lesnar... Lesnar wants him because Lesnar just wants to show up and bounce around, but uh, yeah, they don't really need him, but he's good to have. He adds a little little extra credibility there. I think it's going to be similar to that. I don't think we're getting a full faction out of this. So, I'm interested to yourself here. We are big uh, Ms. Mark fans. We discussed this. He's now betrayed me and started a petition in order to get Mark Jackson as the new Sixers coach. So while I'm no longer a you fan should of get uh, Allen Iverson as the new Sixers coach. I hear hiring yes. ex point guards is just the things to do now. If I saw a Sixers fan tweeted, "Forget head coach," I would give Steve Nash four years to be our point guard. And I was like, <laughs> "That's great," and probably true. But anyway, so he said to me, "I should have protected his identity on this because he's sensed to get in trouble." But here we go. He thinks the way here is Alexa Bliss as a Paul Heyman gal. Jeremy. How do you turn a killer clown babyface? <laughs> the same way they turned Kane babyface 15 years ago. How, you ask? Well, he mistreats a female horribly, and when she dares get revenge, she is now the villain. <laughs> WWE storytelling, done. I have just spoiled it for you. I'm sorry, that's what's happening. It all makes sense in my mind now. It's 100% how they're going to turn him babyface. I will bet the genuine money on this. That's how I'm convinced it's happening. <laughs> Book it, bet it, do whatever you want to do with it. I I still want a dual personality, Alexa Bliss. That that's yes. what I want. Sparkle Alexa Bliss in the Funhouse, Killer Clown Alexa Bliss uh, as the wrestler. Look, Alexa, you know what the joke on her is? She doesn't like to to take bumps and stuff, right? Like this is perfect. This is perfect for her. She wrestles. Uh, once every three months or something does does the fun house segments this is right up alexa's alley i love the idea of her being like i'm not doing anything i want a team with nikki cross i want to get those tag titles over and they're like okay how about this you become bray wyatt he's like <laughs> nikki nice knowing you this is different level this is a different kind of pitch i don't know i 
Here's the deal. If we're being realistic here, if there's one woman's wrestler that doesn't need Paul Heyman, it's probably Alexa as a heel, right? Like, no need whatsoever, a waste of time. But if she's not going to be a killer clown, that would still be somewhat fun to me. So I have now made this a scoop. Report this news now. Alexa is the next Paul Heyman, well, the first, right? Has Paul Heyman ever managed a, a woman's wrestler? I know, like, the Medusa, she was up with them yeah. 30 years ago. That feels different for some <laughs> reason. Um, so what was we talking about? Yeah, payback. Roman Reigns is the champ. What are we looking at here? A Bray Wyatt program that lasts for the rest of the year? Or do you actually think they're going to dare try some new baby faces? What do you think? They don't have any baby faces. Like, who True. do they have? Jeff Hardy is... Uh, he's the Intercontinental Champion. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, that... They have Riddle, but Riddle and Corbin seems like it's continuing. Oh. They don't, they don't yes. have, they, they don't have baby faces. This is the problem with, with their. I think it's going to continue because now the story is like, ah, Roman just came in and basically cashed in money in the bank and, and won, you know, and won this thing. So you know, mm-hmm. Bray has a great Bray was never penned. I, I think it's going to be a Roman and, and Bray program, and Alexa's going to be standing backstage twirling the gum in her hair. <laughs> yeah. Um... Here's, okay, here's the deal. We agree Big E and Roman is going to happen at some point, right? It seems they're framing I Big E hope. as a guy who's, like, true to himself and, and he's, like, leader of the locker room. And that works perfectly with what Roman has become here because he's kind of sold out, right? Um, the question is, is that going to be... Are they looking at it as a WrestleMania match or is that going to be your October pay-per-view match, right? And I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, either way we get it, I'm cool. It's not, I'm not my job to look at WrestleMania next year. But it is going to shape SmackDown. Because if they want to really build Big E for like the Rumble, that's still a way away, right? You've got, what, four months, five months? So that'll be interesting. I, I think you just continue this Bray Wyatt program through... like they, They're great at stretching these feuds. Every King Corbin feud lasts for six mm-hmm. months. Uh, they, they can stretch this feud as long as they need to. Stretch that. Keep building Big E. Because until payback, I've not been thrilled with his singles run, the the working from underneath type of matches and, and all this stuff. Yeah. It, it doesn't, especially against like Miz and Morrison and these guys, the Sheamus match was great. I thought this was like, all right, this is when you can, you can do it and it works. But when you see it against Miz and Morrison, it, it almost loses impact. Like you should just run through those guys. And then the Sheamus match would have had, would have meant a little bit more, even, even though it still was very good. Um, keep building big E do put him over strong at Survivor Series. I like. I do think you can do Biggie Roman WrestleMania. I would, yeah. if possible, stretch it. Uh, stretch it until then. I don't think they don't have the patience to do that kind of stuff. I, I just don't think yeah. they have the patience for it. Um, you brought up Survivor Series, and like that would be the perfect spot to like solidify him as the locker room guy, right? Like the face of the brand kind of deal. If he went out there and like was free one just with him left for his brand and he won that match. It, this feels like a rare example of where they could actually do like a traditional WWF push that they used to do like 30 years ago, right? Where you like pencil him in for something major at every marquee event. Um, I hope that's the case. But again, I'm just happy with the program. That's a, a genuinely fresh matchup between two guys that like I believe in as top guys. And I can't really argue with that. Wherever they do it, I'll happily watch. So, I mean, other than him, 
Obviously, a shake-up would make it easier, I guess, right? You could send well, Owens at him, maybe. I don't know. Here's, and this will kind of go into our next thought. We didn't put time on the clock today, by the way, because, no. uh, you know, whatever. Uh, not a traditional show, as you can tell by the no. first 25 minutes of basketball talk. Um, yes. Say that for the end, usually. Transitioning into the next thing, here's where you can go with a shake-up. Keith Lee. Because you had the Keith Lee and Roman Reigns moment last year at Survivor Series. Um, Mm. You can potentially build off that going into this year's Survivor Series. Even Keith Lee can be your WrestleMania guy. You can move Big E the whole New Day to Raw or something and and have him do the the Raw title program against whoever, Randy, if Randy's the champion, whoever whoever the champion is at that point. Uh, But Keith Lee is certainly there. Would they put... We were worried about him last week. The music thing still sucks. It's terrible. It's generic music. Uh, they they at least got him out of the skirt, so his, his gear yes. looks a lot. I, the shirt, whatever. I don't care that he's wearing a shirt. Um, so they did that, but they put him over strong at payback. He beat Orton in like five minutes. Clean, clean victory. I mean, Lee is pretty made at this point. And so like you can make Keith Lee and build him and potentially do him against Roman. Yeah, um, we have to... How often have we said, here's a time where a guy should just win yeah. flat? And they never do it. And in fairness, it's not just them. Most promotions don't. We was recently celebrating the fact that they did it with Brody, right? It was like, wow, someone actually did that. With Brody, it was an angle. This was not an angle. And that's what I loved about it. Keith Lee just beat him, right? Like, it was like, no, I hit my move. It's done. We had a match. It was five minutes. That's it. The end of match. Um, and then they protected him awesomely in the in the triple threat. It was great the way they did that, where Randy avoided pinning him and all, that whole deal. Uh, he was beating up two of the top guys the last decade. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You know, that's, that's pretty great. I think you're going to get Keith Lee and Randy as the full title program. I think Randy's getting the belt. And to be honest, and maybe this is my own weird way of thinking, him doing the payback favors the way he did them convinced me he's getting the belt. Like, that was such a... I know the business has changed, Jeremy. You told me that many <laughs> months ago. But still... On the that premiere episode, I told you this. Yes. What, what a moment it was. Um, but that was still like an emphatic way of making a guy, right? I, I feel like Randy's been too great this year. I think that was his way of setting up his next program. What that means for Drew maybe answers our last question. Maybe then you send Drew to SmackDown and you have Drew and Roman. Drew's whole deal, as you know, transcribing a hundred of his interviews, is that he's all about locker room culture and all that deal. And like, you know, maybe that's what you do. In fact, that is definitely what you do, Jeremy, because he just beat Brock Lesnar, so he has to deal with Heyman. There you go, folks. 
We've just booked like two years of the territory. We've done it. Drew is going to SmackDown. Randy's getting the belt. Covered. So they're going to do babyface Drew against heel Roman Reigns? Yes. Do 100%. you think they can bring in Sting and Yokozuna? Well, look, here's the thing. I don't. <laughs> I'm actually pretty certain they can't. And I think at least 90% of our audience is like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> but the 10 that gets here has just erupted. They're like, I, I get what it's going But Watch that the is product, what I folks. Watch the product. Yes. I didn't have, you had Heyman, right? You had Brock. That's a different yeah. thing. No, I, yeah. Yes. But that, that actually makes sense. They definitely need to get these guys underneath. Like Owens is, um, I mean, him and Alistair Black will be fine. But I don't think he's winning that program, would be my guess. Because you kind of need to establish Black as a heel. At some point, you're going to have to do something with Kevin Owens. He's too valuable to just be like kind of floating around aimlessly, right? He needs a jolt of some kind. He could be one of your... If he's not your top babyface, he could be number two on a brand easily. So they need to figure that out. They haven't done anything with Owens since WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Like, he had the big WrestleMania moment, jumps off the sign. He beat Seth Rollins. Like, he won that match. He got his moment. Yeah, and then he's done. I, I understand he missed some time because he wasn't comfortable being around uh, due to COVID. But like they've done nothing with this man since WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Like absolutely nothing. Uh, they they do need to do something with him. Yeah, I think you're right. Black is uh, winning that feud. But yeah, you can you can get you can get Kevin Owens hot really quick because he can talk himself yes. into any program. He, he can he's. He's viable. You can just put him over, guys. You can heat him up really easily. And they should probably do that because they are lacking in, in this babyface realm. Um, Rey Mysterio, he's hurt now. Look, I'm all for Dominic. I, I thought Dominic should have won on Monday. Give me, g- mm-hmm. give me the Dominic title reign. You're still a coward for not writing the Dominic feature when I told you that this man is going to be just the future of this business. You could have got in True. on the ground floor with Dominic Joe, you could have, you could have wrote the SummerSlam feature and be like, man, before this kid wrestled his first match, I wrote this feature on him, which was great. And then a decade later, I'm writing this feature on him as he's about to headline WrestleMania 45 for the, well, thir- for the for, <laughs> he's about to headline WrestleMania for the ninth straight year. Yes. That sounds more. <laughs> That's where I think we're hitting. Dominic's been great. I Look, I thought he would be good. I didn't have anything to write about. There's only so many ways I can fancy say he looked pretty cool with that kendo stick. <laughs> I can't. There's only so many paragraphs I can get out of that, unfortunately, Jeremy. I'm with you, though. You are right. I've missed an opportunity there. Um, they can definitely do stuff with him. I mean, the issue is, is like, I don't know when audiences are going to be back, but you have to be very careful not making people resent him, right? Yeah. If you have Ricochet... Ali and Cedric Alexander being like a just a group of nerds that get beat up by guys while Dominic is like top baby face. Dominic's even better though, than yeah, well, yeah, I'll leave that there. But even <laughs> if I may understand why you're doing that, the hardcore fan, which is really the only fan watching now, um, you know, broadly speaking, they're going to get angry and post like gifs of other people doing cool moves. So you don't want that to happen. You never want that to happen. They just have to be careful with how they... I mean, thus far, they've done that, right? He's been like the valiant loser who makes his mother cry. <laughs> That's what he's been saying. Rey Mysterio just got his like entire family on television. Yes. God bless him. He was like, you want me to sign this new contract? Yeah, I want my wife on TV. I want my daughter on TV. Like, you know, they got to hang out at catering, get, the, get these free meals. 
and stuff. Like, hey, more power uh, to Ray for doing that. Now he's going to have to sign the contract because he's injured. And WWE's ain't paying for your injury unless you sign this contract. What a what a negotiation this is. Put the title on Dominic is the uh, main point on this. That's exactly it. That was what we concluded there, right? Yeah. By the way, I love that Ray... Like, I love the fact that he's got, like, a missing eye. It's just now... Like, he's always destroyed. No See, one this cares. is still... This is still, like... Yeah, his eye, they never really gave an update. They're like, oh, yeah, the optical nerve wasn't detached. Like, whatever that means, at the local medical facility, whatever that means. Um, like, But if you're going to do this, like, patch over his mask, this giant patch for the rest of his career, yes. why didn't you just, like, CGI this eye coming out and, like, blood everywhere and, like, squirting and stuff? Like, Seth Rollins could have, like, stomped on his eyeball or something. Oh, wow. I don't know. Yeah, you know? Curb like, stomped that... it, even. He could have, like, bounced exactly. it and then curb stomped it exactly. on the catch. Like, that's what, like, that's what should have happened with this if you're just going to do this stupid eye patch mask anyway. Instead, they're like, oh, yeah, like, just dangling gummy ball that never really got detached. And he's fine. It's so dumb. Like, it was just like Rissa was normal, and then in the 15th minute of the match, he was like, oh, yeah, do you remember when he's all out and then he got taken out? It's like nothing. It meant nothing in the grand scheme, but that feud has been fine. It's just... So do we think Murphy and Rollins are doing a split there? I don't know. I didn't watch the promo. going to be honest with you. I did not I, watch that promo. I have no... They're, they're just splitting everybody. Yes. They, well. they hate tag teams so much. Like, they just cannot stand tag teams are like ah oh, we got two people who like each other nope can't do that can't have any friends around here on this part like this is what this is the real uh credit to the new day is like you know they've pitched a million times like hey we got to get you guys off like we got to do your own thing we got to turn mm-hmm. somebody here we gotta do something and they just stood their ground the entire time it's like no we we know how that ends that didn't happen and uh, yes. everybody else just gets split. Like, they they cannot stand tag teams. I have a strong transition here as the somewhat host of this show. But first, I want you to just... Do you want to expand on the particular team that got split up this week, or are you fine just leaving it as, as is? Oh, the Iconics? I mean, the yes. Iconics, like... I, I guess they're doing a, a singles push for Peyton Royce. That's what all the rumor and innuendo says. Billy Kay, I think, would make a, a great, like comedy heel wrestler i think she'd be mm-hmm. fine in that role but like it, why am i commenting on this you were the the former president of the women's former. tag team yeah former you retired you took it from do you not know you got the role when i left? no 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 it i did not get the role i i wrote well, up the press release i did not i think that position is still unfilled and there aren't many candidates like my inbox is not flooding like hey i'd really like if you would like to apply for the position of the president as the women's tag team division feel free to dm me send me your resume let me know uh and, and i will look over your qualifications but yeah there there is not nobody's applying for that job joe yes. that that division is just dead they have no tag teams none their only mm-hmm. tag team is the riot squad who like got back together won a match but then they still weren't back together but then they came out in matching gear won a match together and then they were like oh yeah we're definitely together like yeah i think your matching gear gives away that you're together now like yeah we're just gonna spend so they this division sucks it sucks yeah i mean they have no interest in making it good at this point right, right. like this is it's they're very much telling you guys it's okay just accept that it sucks we don't we don't care like it's fine 
we no longer care. Please don't care. I mean, the fact that they split up, they split up their like popular heel team. And I'm not a big iconics guy, so like being sincere, I don't care. They did that, and their champs are now two people that hate each other. Is like the perfect metaphor for the division, right? Like it's just here's where we're at. Here's two people we had nothing for. They're the tag champs now. Enjoy. People were like, oh, the belts means meant something when Sasha and Bailey had them. No, they didn't. <laughs> the belts were a prop. In the Sasha and Bailey That's disgusting. Feud. Like that's disgraceful. That's what a terrible take there. <laughs> I'm actually angry right now. The Dude, idea people... that they would have got the belts over. When when I when I made the iconics tweet, I was like, so they just split the iconics for no reason. Like it was so what was the point of like, oh yeah, just it, the team that loses has to split. Like the riot squad wasn't even like officially together. They tried to tease like iconic's tension two months ago when Billy slapped Peyton. They had a main streak. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Like yeah. they there was no point to this split. They're they're teasing Alexa and Nikki splitting. They're teasing Sasha and Bailey splitting. It's like the the champions are two people who don't get along. Legitimately the only tag team they have as like, oh yeah, they're they're together, they're cohesive, they're in this, are Liv and Ruby. They have no other tag. There's no tag teams on SmackDown. There's none. Not a single women's tag team on SmackDown. Just. I mean, there's not many teams in general. Well, yeah, right? I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's only the Riot Squad. That's it. No, but I mean, like, men as well. There's just no teams. Oh, yeah. Like, the Lucha House Party Again, is like your just... second team. Yeah, and the <laughs> Lucha tough. House Party are splitting too. Like, they, they just oh, yes, hate. Like, they just hate tag team wrestling. Just cannot stand it. Um, and remember when like two minutes ago, he's like, I have nothing to say about this. You do it, man. You, you're cooking now. Keep going. Jeremy, go. Freaking <laughs> so stupid. But yeah, people, people were like, yeah, Sasha and Bailey, the belts meant something. No, they didn't mean anything. Like they, they, they had the belts because it's just a, a prop to advance the Sasha and Bailey stuff. It's not because they actually yes. cared about the division. Like, oh, yes. they went to NXT to defend them. Yeah. They went to NXT to pop a rating. Like that's it. They didn't, they weren't actually there for any substantial storyline. There's no storyline with these belts. It's just, they're there. Now the belts are on Shayna and Nia, who just don't like each other. And Asuka. Now Asuka's going out. Asuka doesn't have a partner. Like, what's Asuka doing? Is Kyrie coming back? Is Io coming up? Like, Asuka's just yelling at these two. Doesn't have a partner. Hmm. I'd be cool if Asuka know. just beat them both and just held all the titles herself. We haven't seen that before. Yeah. We'll just do that. No, that always goes well. Yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. Um, I have nothing to add. I genuinely, like, I think since the Thunder Dome, the Dome of Thunder has come in, which I was thrown out of, that's definitely a true story. <laughs> I think it's actually been pretty good, WWE. But, like, in order to enjoy it, you have to accept, there's certain, like, rules before you go in to the Thunder Dome, you know? It's like, don't do anything terribly dumb on camera. Don't expect any good tag team wrestling. It's like, cool, I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> Give me like at that point you have to accept and just as soon as they went the way they went where the belts were like full props and I know they had good matches this isn't on them but it just told you the right items on the wall right like it was like we know what's gonna happen here. eventually then they'll give it to a team that's gonna fade off TV it'll get worse and then at some poor woman will be like yeah this bring it back up only for them to do it again and again it's a vicious cycle it happens with the men's titles too Jeremy speaking of tag team wrestling. How pumped are you for this Saturday's all-out event featuring a tag team dream match, in my view? How is that for a transition, Jeremy? 
uh, you're really excited about that Dark Order against Matt Cardona, <laughs> yeah. Scorpio um, Sky yeah. oh. SCU match, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, Very excited. I'm excited for Hangman and Omega against FTR. I think this is their best built feud that, that they have on this show. It's been going on pretty much since FTR arrived. Um, and that, that felt like months yeah. ago. I'm sure it was months ago. Um, so I, I'm excited. I thought that was the best segment on, on Dynamite last night. Uh, Dynamite last night didn't do much of anything for me. The the Moxley stuff was, was dumb. I, I like the closing angle, but... The way they got there was just a waste yeah. of time, uh, but the but the FTR Hangman Omega stuff has been just great. I love the shot of, you know, FTR goes off, they they drop the belts and stuff. Hangman's drunk, uh, hungover, whatever. It looks like me right now hasn't slept in forever. Yeah, and he picks up his belts and he's like ready to hand one to Omega. Like great camera shot, and then it pans out. You see Omega's on the outside. It's like oh poor Hangman. This guy just has nobody like nobody trusts this guy he's in his own head he's drinking too much this angle's been great i cannot wait for this match i i i assume it'll be off the charts because ftr are a great tag team and i mean we've we've seen hangman and omega that match against the bucks was amazing so i assume it's probably going to be the best best match on the show yeah i'm not super into this card we probably it's a little bit off air but i think this match should main event the show like i'm i really i don't know if mj for mox is bigger than i perceive it as um i think mox is a great champ i don't think it's it almost feels a little b pay-per-view-ish to me as a world title match not because of the two guys because of the way it's been like yeah. set up i don't buy mj if he's winning the title you know and that's always when you have four pay-per-views a year that's a pretty big factor i think um, I think a big part, a big selling point for this show is their track record, right? Like people have enjoyed their pay-per-views and let's be honest, this one will probably be fun too. As a card, I think it's just fine, but this match has potential as you just touched on there, like the reasons you stated, man, like this could be spectacular. If this gets time to, and I'm glad that this week's angle put Hangman against FTR more too, because if it's still them trying to manipulate him as friends, I feared that the kind of angle element would overlap too much of a long match you know and you spend 10 minutes with that whole deal that isn't the case now hangman's just stuck he's in the middle of this and he's gonna try and beat some people up so that should be fun i think they should go on last outside of that is there anything for you i mean i think the women's title match is a joint sort of like we both want that to succeed i think it'll be very good but is there anything you're dying to see on this show i do think the women's title match i don't think it'll be good as the tag team match it definitely has the potential to be the second best match on the show though because thunder yes. rosa is very good akira is very good and i would assume they're gonna get time like rosa and serena deep got time on, good match yeah very good match. it was a good match mm-hmm. and like they got time on dynamite i mean look if the women get more than three minutes on dynamite then then they're doing you know they it shows they show some level of care to it so i think that'll be a good match i'm looking forward to that I wish there was a better angle there, but they're selling as a champion versus champion deal, rival promotion yeah. kind of coming in. It, it works. It, it definitely works. Anything else? Like, I actually think MJF is going to win on Saturday. Wow. Yes. I, I think they're going to put the belt on MJF. I have not... MJF has cut some great promos during this feud. I think Moxley's been very good. Like The dynamic between the two has been very good because mm-hmm. they're they're such opposites of each other um i don't the match i'm a little bit worried about it, it is kind of a styles clash 
And that angle last night, like, just, it wasn't, again, the angle was good. How they got there wasn't great. The campaign stuff, a little much, mainly because it's kind of, like, mm-hmm. on the nose in in this election year. It's like, I, like, keep, keep politics out of wrestling, especially yeah. this year in this situation. Like, you, you could have done the same thing without the whole kind of campaigning kind of kind of issue here i just i november is going to be dreadful here in america and it's already started and like i don't need this on my wrestling program both guys have done great with it it's just it's not something that's really struck with me just because i i hate elections and i hate this year i get that i mean it's also very i don't want to use the term very wwe right it's it's wrestling but the way that they did it with the the lawyer and stuff it was It was a little bit... It wasn't out of character for Moxley because he can do all sorts of wacky comedic stuff. But I just don't know if I like it as, like, your pay-per-view world title, man. Right. You know? Here's a, a sneaky interest of mine on that show. I am biased and dumb and naive, but I think Eddie Kingston is winning the Battle Royal this Saturday. And I'm kind of convinced because he winked at the camera and he has four guys in that Battle Royal. He has four! What's his plan here, Jeremy? He has to have a plan. He, he said last week he wants belts. Let's do John Moxley and Eddie Kingston or MJF, Eddie Kingston. Please. Jeremy needs this. Joe needs this. The distraction needs this. We this, is like, this is like your big birthday wish, isn't it? For it Eddie really Kingston. Is, sincerely. <laughs> I, I would get, honestly, I'm, I'm embarrassed by how much I want this. Imagine how much fun it would be. Eddie's got an 0-1 record. He's the perfect guy to do it with. Like, Archer doesn't need to win a battle royal. Come on. <laughs> Let's do this. I do think that the battle royal might tip who wins the main event because yeah. I would assume your next challenger is. I mean, he's coming. He's coming out of that battle royal. I don't know if they're going to do that on like a dynamite or if they're going to do that uh, at, at the next pay per view to build that up. If it's going to be the pay per view, like you're not going into a pay per. No offense to Eddie Kingston, I don't think they're going into. Yeah, I don't think it will. I yeah, I just don't think it will. Like I think. When is full gear? Two months? Yeah, it, it was November last year. It just feels like a perfect TV main event to me. I don't think there's anyone in the battle royale I'd do as a pay-per-view main event, you know? I don't know. I haven't thought about that deep. If, but I you, if you go Darby and you have two months to build Darby, and I mean, you can do Moxley or MJF at, at that point, honestly. Um, yeah. I, I think Darby is one guy who could... There could be a surprise. Brock Lesnar, uh, I've heard there's rumblings that, that he's a free agent. He could certainly be a surprise in this battle royal um you know they look mox has got to get that win back brother bring brock in they're on mox's turf now Bro, we both know where brock is going nick aldis hold that title tight okay <laughs> we know where brock's going smashing pumpkins they're firing up they're ready for a new tour they don't care about no covid they said we're touring we need brock lesnar let's go all this would 100 percent just be like, yeah, let's get Brock in so I can beat him. <laughs> like all this, all this ain't match. going over. <laughs> all this, like this guy ain't going over me. Like I- I'm winning yes. this match, and Brock will just be like, what, what is happening? <laughs> no, <laughs> I do want Moxley and and Brock on AEW terms, just to. But I don't like care about the match. I just want like the backstage talk. Like just give me a camera that follows them around through the negotiations of like laying out this match after what happened yeah. at wrestlemania a few years ago i don't think you're gonna get that wish to be honest i think my wish is actually more realistic in this case <laughs> but 
Neither seem like a... You've really thrown me with the MJF prediction. I just... It feels too soon to me. It feels like this is a match where he's going to gain from it by being, like, tough. And Jim Ross... You know when Jim Ross does the classic, like, gotta respect him. Might not <laughs> like him. You gotta respect him. And I need Ed Kingston to, like, just do awful things to himself in a match with John Moxley. We all need this, don't we? This is what the world needs, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure I read that somewhere. You know Moxley wants that, too. Like, Moxley's yes. challenge is like, yeah, give me, like, yeah. 20 minutes to throw myself through barbed wire on Dynamite with, with Eddie Kingston and glass yes. and light tubes. And Imagine stuff. the promo Eddie <laughs> Kingston would cut to sell a world title match on TNT. Like, you could do something. This is not, now I'm just full fantasy booking. But the story with him is so, like, natural. And I just wonder what the point of him having four friends is. Like, he's clearly got some kind of plan, right? It's about Royal. Come on. Come on, Eddie. Think about this. I know you listen. Think about it. It's simple. Four guys in there. Come on. I would think he has a plan. Yeah, you know, Maybe he's got proud and powerful in this battle royal That could well. work, yeah. You know, you could, yeah, you could you do, do something, something there. So, mm -hmm. I hope... I hope for the sake of your birthday, you, you get this. I, I, I truly, I truly hope one of us deserves some happiness this week. Okay. I'm going to go a step further. If I don't get this, <laughs> I may request another trade. Oh I my God. I've enjoyed the Thunderdome recently. I may go home. <laughs> I don't know. I'll be honest with you guys. I may go back home. I'm not sure. New York. I don't know what their COVID numbers are looking like, but that place was always good to me. The fans were great. I have my issues in New York. <laughs> But I may be going home. By the way, we have a segment every week called Match of the Week, and neither of us put in the format. Do you know? Do you remember my Match of the Week? Oh my god! Oh yeah, it was Sasha. I didn't watch it. Would you like me to do a one-man review of the match? I I usually watch it on Thursday morning or Wednesday night, and obviously yes. these were dire circumstances. I completely blanked. Do you want to? Do you just want to hold off for next week, or do you like no, really want? No, because after okay. watching it. It does. It's not very distraction. It was very much a bit by me, but like it's just a fine wrestling match. It doesn't really fit. And also, I have trained myself to not listen to Michael Cole, Corey Graves, or Jerry Lawler. <laughs> so therefore, I have no funny commentary notes. I have a couple notes. There is an ad before this match. It's the main event of Raw, and the ad is 205 Live tomorrow. A six-man tag. Cedric Alexander, Graham Metalik, and Enzo Amore which is an extraordinary trio in itself, <laughs> taking on Noam Dar, Drew Gulak, and Tony Nese. And I sat there just thinking, oh, I can't believe they used to advertise that show on Raw. Do you remember when <laughs> they used to talk about it? Where did that go? Do you remember the ad that had, like, Tajiri in it for four years for no apparent reason? He left after a month. It was, it, this was my main takeaway from this. Dude, what happened? the cruiserweight division was Raw exclusive because they had three hours. They had time to fill oh, with the cruiserweight division. Remember Mick Foley cut that excellent promo uh, saying how hyped he was about the cruiserweight division and then couldn't name anybody? <laughs> I was legit excited because I love the cruiserweight classic. And I think that was during my, like, they won't mess it up. You know that time? You know those weird moments where you believe, you have optimism, you have faith? And I was like, yeah. they won't mess you up. No, no, don't. Yeah. Have, <laughs> I was like, listen, man, TJ Perkins just can't miss. That guy, <laughs> that guy's head is <laughs> top. Um, Jeremy, this match is three years ago. What has happened? Why, why has nothing changed? I get that their babyface and heel was switched, but like, this just seems, has time stood still in the World Wrestling Federation? Yes. I don't um, This match is effectively... A WCW Saturday night match from 1992. 
in that you'll never remember any of it, but boy, is it sound. It's solid. There's a superplex in there that they sell for like five minutes. It is just, and this really fueled my Alexa should actually be Heyman's Rick Rude. I'm there all in. I might get like a white ball and start shooting angles. Um, I have nothing else to say, I don't think. Oh, they do a slow motion on Alexa's punch, and they slow-mo it specifically so you can see her just slap her leg as hard as possible. And all I could think was, poor Randall. <laughs> they did a superplex, bro. I'm in. And then the finish, of course, this is the famous match in which after a week of being told she's a loser that can't defend her title, the legit boss Sashmax doesn't defend her title when he's a loser. <laughs> that was the only reason I picked it. I've mentioned it on this podcast a million times. But when watching it, it is just like a fine freestyle match. No humour. No Tony Schiavone, no Don West. Just wrestling. Who likes wrestling? This is a bad choice by you. I, I I blanked on, obviously, watching this match. I don't even know what my pick is for next week. I, I blanked on all of this. I wow. just completely, look, I was thrown off of everything this week. I'll be back to being a professional next week. This past week was... Really, Wednesday night was just misery, absolute misery. And uh, I mean, I I did point God stuff. I guess choked it away in, in the the final segment here. That just hurt. just choked it away. I mean, what don't you say that. Stop yourself. <sighs> don't say it's not the point God's fault. Look, we're, we're we're all human. He may not be the point God, but he is flawed. Okay, he can't get right every time. Just this, you know, this guy on a high here, Jeremy. It's Could not, have got it make... right if Steven Adams wasn't in the game clogging up all better. the paint. I like that better. I, like, I don't like us to go Chris Paul. Chris Paul is point guard. It's not, you know, That's it's not true. go after him. All right. Yes. Fair. Fair. Is that us? Have we done everything? Oh, and Brock Lesnar, by the scope, Brock Lesnar is just signed to fight Fedor in my back garden. Breaking. <laughs> I hope that fight it. happens. I. He should have. Yeah. Honestly, I, I'm all in. Should. I hope Scott Coker can pull this off. I have no interest in Brock going to UFC and getting killed by John Jones or anything like that. I completely have interest in 40-year-old Brock against, like, I guess Fader's, like, 40, 40 as well. Both these guys are over 40, is my point. Yes. I have full interest in these two guys completely past their prime finally doing this super fight that was teased a decade ago. 100% yes. in on this fight. I would bet everything I own that Scott Coker has called Dana White and said I will sell you my whole roster how much money and can it afford <laughs> he's like we have this featherweight tournament we can just pretend it's your tournament <laughs> how much money would you pay for that and they <laughs> like I think this is happening I think Ring of Honor have called WWE and said we will sell our whole roster tape library rings and office building for enough money to sign Brock Lesnar <laughs> I'm telling you, funny's going on out here. I've heard it. I've heard it. The DMs are lying up. I'm just telling you. I pitched. Saint Wacky's gonna happen. I pitched to you that uh, Brock should show up in the Impact Zone, smashing the cold beers with the hoots, and just burying Heyman the whole time. <laughs> Josh Matthews would explode. <laughs> the next big thing. <laughs> just erupts. Just loses his mind. Falls out of his chair. It'd be amazing. It, when you think of like iconic 
Brock Lesnar moments and calls and everything. Brock uh, showing up in the impact zone and Madison Rain and Josh Matthews being on the call is definitely at the top of the list. Especially if it is as it is now and it's just an empty building. Yes. Just black lights. It's just Josh. <laughs> like, no matter who it is, it's hard. But just imagine it. Imagine Josh on that call. God bless if he tries. I was, I was upset at uh, Slammiversary when like all these guys were showing up and it's like, God, this feels just so cold with Matthews screaming and there's no audience or anything like, and that's for no, no offense to Anderson Gallows, Eric Young, Impact World Champion Eric Young. Like, they're they're yeah. not Brock Lesnar. Like Brock Lesnar showing up in that setting would would be something. <laughs> yes, it would. Him doing his whole entrance to just dead silence. Other than Matthews, the beast incarnate. It'd be amazing. Um, by the way, before we go, people do not be mean about the Eric Young. I'm seeing people be mean about the Eric Young. Eric Young is very good. Why are we being mean here? He won the belt from Eddie Edwards. Just don't watch Impact. It's fine. It exists in its own little world. I watch it. I like the Eric Young. Leave us alone. That's all I want to say. Leave us alone. People are strange. You were on Team Impact for a little while before. Got some shots up. Yeah. Yeah. I needed a contender, man. Look, I'm sorry. I had fun there. And Damore is an amazing coach. (laughs) His offense flows. And I trusted Callis, but I just need... I need to be on a contender. That's where I belong. It's one or the other for me. You know this. That Ghetto's, is. he's done with me. Ghetto said, no more. <laughs> no more open freeze we missed on my watch. <laughs> I don't even remember what I was going to say. It was something about, oh, Impact, people have this like misconception that like everything needs to be on the level of WWE. And so, yeah. oh, Eric Young is... He's this ex WWE guy. They he wasn't even on Raw. Now he's the Impact World Champion. This is dumb. Like, it's a different universe. Like, it, it the, really is. The yeah. ECW stuff is very apt. Of like, yeah, okay. Shane Douglas was nobody in in WWE. He was Dean Douglas. He goes to mm-hmm. ECW and the the biggest heel. And he said said a lot of dick jokes. He was like Dick Flair, ha ha ha. And people like, oh my god, best heel in the business, Shane Douglas like that that's how like that's how it is with impact yes. it is like it, it's obviously minor but you know there are still top players in the minor leagues and that's okay yeah and it's but they do these weird i wish people that did like the quote tweet dunk thing like understood how weird their little universe is like sometimes they'll start the show where last show the last show finished and it's like so what is this it's like an anime program now like what am i watching here? it's very odd it's a strange show in which they do much, much stranger things than having Eric Young win the world title. Trust me, I watch the show. That is nothing on their track record. Be happy for the Eric Young. He's only said a couple mean headlines, right? What did he say? I should have been on TV more. Get him out! Yeah. Get rid of him! Banned from the business. Blackball. Be nice to Eric Young. Be nice to those that support the team I used to play for. Team Impact. Sending love their way. Uh, what else do we have to say? Oh, do we I, have you, else? you mentioned you mentioned quote tweet dunks. I would oh, like. No. I'm never gonna get this. I would like an apology from oh. all of these WWE fans because oh. this Renee Young interview came out, and I mean, like all these WWE fans, they want to dunk. Be like, oh, they gave her plenty of opportunities. What more do you want her to do? And all of this stuff. Renee comes out and is like, 
they just didn't they didn't utilize me like i had so many ideas of how they could like put me in a better position to do my strengths and said they're having me do commentary having me doing these pointless backstage interview segments where i just it's all scripted nonsense and she's like she wanted to be like the Megan O'Leary, like doing, you know, stuff on the. She wanted to mm-hmm. essentially be the Tony Schiavone, what he does in AEW, where. So the host. Yeah, right, like yeah. the host. Like she wanted to do that kind of stuff. Gene Okerlund mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And they're like, yeah, we're, like, we're not going to do any of that. And this was my entire point. People were like, they gave her opportunities. What more do you want from her? Grab the brass yes. ring, blah, blah, blah. She said it herself, folks. Are you going to dunk on Renee Young now? Probably. They probably because, do. yeah, they're brand yes. loyalists and that's it. But. It's so stupid. Everybody should apologize to me. Be nice to me. My basketball team has broken my heart. Say nice things to me. Say nice things to Joseph. It's his birthday. Apologize for trying to dunk on me. You got blocked at the rim, by the way. I You tried to go up and I Robert Covington you at the rim. James Harden, you tried to jack up the three on me thinking, you nope, James Harden defense on you. Blocked it out of bounds. You tried to, you thought, oh, you're cute. You're going to throw the ball. Nope. Did the splits? You missed. I hate everything, Joseph. I hate everything. That was an incredible route of coping. I really admired that the way you did that. There, it was tremendous. You turned the tables. I mean, that's the end, right? This is it. This is the end. Well, this week's show that is. Maybe, I maybe the, this end, is the end, just show. in general. It may be. This is the last. T W series, by the way, every Tuesday. I think I'm the host now. Every Tuesday, the T W series. The T W has... series is Saturday. What did I say? You said Tuesday. Tuesdays is movie reviews. Why don't we put it to Tuesdays now? Because I've confused people. No, we didn't. <laughs> no, we only have two episodes left in the TW series. It's Saturday. It's Saturday. My point was going to be, Jeremy, that reached an abrupt end. If you want to see an abrupt end, check out the last two episodes of that show because that is truly an epic fall. Isn't yes. it? I mean, we're, look, we're shooting way ahead and all of a sudden we're done. It's finished. No more. Um, this, I believe, will continue. Are we saying this show is continuing? Because I think it is, right? Yeah, sure. For now. Whatever. For now. For now. When my <laughs> okay, hockey good. team loses tomorrow, I i mean, I'll at least have a week to stew and I'll be over it. It'll be fine. But <sighs> sure. Yeah, we'll be back next week talking all out, fallout, and whatever WWE is going to do. Retribution yep. and Raw exclusive. And, and next Tuesday, Jeremy, what film are we reviewing? I don't know. I have features. Feature, read Joe's features. That's the point I wanted to make. There you go. Joe Enjoy did a it, great folks. feature on John Moxley that everyone and then should his match. Do what? <laughs> no big feature and then one of these podcasts and Verity's match. Classic <laughs> Joe Hoff move. Joe did a great feature on John Moxley. The FTR feature uh, goes up tomorrow at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. I've already read it. It's very good as well. Um, you said one was bad and one was good. I thought they were both very good. The Moxley feature was better. I'll say that. But, yeah, much better. I didn't like the the FTR deal was one of those like eight draft kind of monsters that got like sort of combined. I didn't like it, it didn't float for me. But the Moxley one I am proud of. So what you do is you retweet the FTR one and like it. I don't expect a compliment for that. Bad word. But retweet and like is enough, right? Moxley, I want retweet, like, share, compliment, quote tweet at John Moxley. <laughs> just those things. Just those six things and we're cool. If not blocked. <laughs> no rules. No rules. Blocked. Follow Joe on Twitter at Joe Hobart Five. Yes. I don't care if you follow me on Twitter. If you're gonna follow me, just say nice things. Just be like, I'm sorry your basketball team let you down again. It's okay. Send me gifts of like people hugging each other. Whatever. Sports are stupid. 
Um, that's it. We're done. We're done, Joseph. We're done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.